The FDA recommends the Pfizer vaccine to kids between the ages of 5 and 11. A Twix Halloween ad features a transgender child, and Tucker Carlson will release a January 6th documentary early next month. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. This episode of The William Hall Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Jerky Company. What better gift can you give than high-quality beef jerky that supports your right to bear arms? Listen, I know we all probably have a grumpy old man uh, or something like that or someone else that has everything they need or at least thinks they have everything they need, but I'm telling you right now, this is one of the best presents that you can actually give them for Christmas or any other occasion as well. Give them the gift that they will actually enjoy. Delicious, tender beef jerky that fights the gun-grabbing leftists. Go to 2ajerky.com to support the second. That's 2ajerky.com to support the second. All right, welcome back to the show. So the real story behind everything that's going on this week, one of the biggest ones is actually involving Pfizer and the FDA. So the FDA, if you remember, uh, I think it was maybe two months ago, had actually put out a statement saying that they had approved the vaccine and everybody ran that, including myself, ran it as a story that the FDA approved the vaccine, when, when in reality, that's not exactly what actually happened. It was really the fact that they approved it for emergency use. So that's really the the key defining thing here. But Oftentimes we've seen, and, and recently, about a month ago, they also said, well, we'll approve this vaccine for people, sure, but no one under the ages of, of, of 12 years old. That was kind of the main story. And my question at that point was, what exactly was it that caused them to be hesitant about giving this to kids under the ages of 12 years old? What exactly took place there? Of course, we don't know because they don't want to tell anybody anything, which is kind of feeding into why I don't really trust in what they're trying to tell us here. But they're now saying that they are looking at at least approving this vaccine for, for kids the ages of 5 to 11. The key in all of this, this isn't the actual official FDA statement necessarily. This is actually from the advisory board. So the panel of vaccine experts, we have no idea who these people are, by the way, voted 17 to 0, um, endorsing the vaccine. Uh, that it be permitted for children ages 5 to 11. And this is concluding that the benefits of the shot outweigh any risks. Now, the reason why I'm looking at this and kind of wondering what's going on is because we don't know all of the risks. I mean, that's really what this boils down to. We see children that are developing heart conditions as a result of the vaccine. That is undeniable. It is absolutely there. We're seeing children still catch COVID, even though they've had the vaccine. It's not uncommon. It's not what they like to say and call it a breakthrough case. I hate when they mention that. I mean, this isn't a breakthrough case. It's just the fact that the vaccines aren't all that effective. And and so when I see them talking about this and saying that, well, the benefits outweigh the risks. Uh, what, what, what exactly are the benefits exactly? I, I'm really curious. Because I'd love for somebody to show me on a sheet of paper, okay, here's kids that have gotten COVID and died. Here's the percentage of those, okay? And then here's the ones that got the vaccine. I, I, I want to see what the actual numbers are of 
those people because at the end of the day, kids are the lowest risk out of every age group available. I mean, even even for somebody like myself around 30 years old, there's still not that big of a risk at all for COVID. But a child, someone that's 5 to 11 years old, I mean, there's a almost a 0% chance that they're going to have uh, any issues with COVID. So it's kind of mind-boggling when I see them say that the, the benefits outweigh, outweigh the risks because I don't know what the risks really are. I mean, I understand it if, you know, the child has a bunch of comorbidities, but... At the, end of the, at the end of the day, that's not what they're talking about. This is going to be used not to say, oh, well, if they have some other major condition, get the va- they can get the vaccine. That's not what this is about. This is simply about them trying to use this as a, as a weapon to use at schools, to mandate it at schools. That's what this is. This is basically a gateway to allow for them to do that. Now, the, the thing is that the FDA is expected to decide in the next couple of days or weeks to authorize the shots for young children, which inevitably is probably going to happen. And the U.S. health officials have said shots are likely to become available in November. So they're already ready to make this happen by the end of this year. But we have to look at the really the words coming out of the horse's mouth. Let's look at the director of the CDC. This is Rochelle Walensky, the person who has, we, I mean, right now you can't even quote her if you're on YouTube, because apparently things she said before are no longer valid in YouTube's eyes, even though she said them. So therefore, we're going to cut that off. But this is what she said uh, last week, that she thinks kids should keep wearing face coverings in school, even after they've received a COVID-19 vaccination. Okay, so so I'm really trying to wrap my head around this, folks. What, how does this make sense? If the vaccines work, why do they need to wear the mask? If, if the masks work, why do they need to get a vaccine? It, it doesn't get any easier than that. And, and they never can answer these questions because to them, it's worth mandating. It, it doesn't make sense to force people to do something if it's not perfect. Like I, I've talked about this before, but you see a bunch of leftists always on Twitter trying to make these comments like, well, we all knew it. We never said it was perfect. We never said that. I mean, come on, guys. Look, if it's not perfect, you shouldn't require it. You shouldn't require anything that's not perfect. That doesn't make sense. It just doesn't work that way. You know, think back. I'm sure all of you have had the flu shot at one point in your life, including myself. Think back to when you got when you had the flu shot. Were you worried about getting the flu after you got the flu shot? A serious question that I'd love to take a poll of the people in the United States right now. How many of the people that have gotten a flu shot were worried about getting the flu after they already had the vaccine? And I can assure you that nobody was worried about getting the flu after getting the flu vaccine because the flu vaccine was so effective that you didn't need to worry about it. It was pretty much a guarantee that it wasn't going to be something that was going to affect you. But instead, the COVID vaccine that's not the same thing. It just isn't. Partly because it's not really a vaccine. Partly because of the fact that it just was rushed out so fast. The, the research hasn't been done on it. There's variants that are cropping up all over the place. It isn't going to be like that. There's people that right now that have the vaccine that are still worried about getting the virus. But yet are the same ones telling you that you should get vaccinated. Why are we doing this? Why are we playing this ridiculous game, pretending as if for some reason this stuff is actually effective when it's not? It isn't. So allowing this for kids, whatever, they're going to do what they're going to do anyways. I'm surprised they honestly haven't done it earlier. But we have to really ask ourselves why they're talking about the benefits outweighing the risks. That's what I'm trying to figure out because it doesn't add up there. 
And and the fact is that there's more and more children that are developing heart issues as a result of the vaccine. Now that we're seeing more information about that, then of course they're going to do everything they can to cover this up. So you're not going to see this on your mainstream media. You're not going to see this covered on the news stations. You're not going to see this anywhere because they are deliberately trying to make sure that it is hidden. When you look at the VAERS data, they don't want any of that available to the common person because otherwise they might doubt what they're being told by the CDC, by the FDA, by the Biden administration, by every Democrat that's out there. That's what they don't want. So can't have that, of course. But it doesn't stop there. There's actually a school in Wisconsin where there's this teacher that taped a mask to a student's head. Now, I covered a story actually quite similar to this a while ago where a teacher got in trouble for taping a mask to a child's face. But this one's kind of even worse in a lot of ways. So the the parents of this, and the child is uh, 13 years old. This uh, 13-year-old student goes to McNeil Intermediate School in, in Wisconsin. Said that they had a special needs teacher uh, tape a mask around his face on Tuesday, and the police are refusing to file charges, which is probably the worst part about it. So the, the story kind of goes that you have this teacher, uh, Miss Jessica Scott, uh, previously tried to force the eighth grade student as well to wear a face mask with the pride parade flag on it. So that's kind of weird. Like, why would a teacher need to be requiring that? So we already kind of see the angle they're coming at from this. Okay. But, uh, Scott, this is the name of the lady, the teacher, which uses a fake name, by the way, on Facebook named uh, Barry Johnson, has Black Lives Matter, far left politics all over the page. I mean, it's all over the place. The, the communist fist, the BLM fist, you know, the thing that they kind of used to uh, basically show that they're all Marxist. She's got all of these photos like that set up of her online. OK, so the child's father said that he sat down and was getting ready for the teacher to start class. And he's talking about what the father was told by the child. So he said that the, their child sat down and was ready for the teacher to start class. And he had his mask pulled down, just exposing his nose, which, by the way, many people do. It doesn't work, but it doesn't work when it's up anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So the teacher told him to put his mask up, and he said he would in just a second because he was catching his breath. She asked him again to put it up, and he offered the same reply. So Connor, the child's father, says the teacher then went and grabbed a roll of tape, started wrapping it around his son's head. My son says she went around his head about five times with the tape. Another teacher was in the room when this happened, and she yelled at the other teacher saying, what are you doing? You can't do this to a student. This is wrong. However, the teacher did not uh, succeed in stopping her colleague, and at this point, the father said that his son asked to leave the class to go call his parents, and she refused. When he tried to get up and leave the class anyways, she locked the door and blocked his path. Um, I n never got a call is what the father was saying. I never got an email. Nothing from the school about the situation. I didn't find out about it until my son got home later that day. The father goes on to say that his son ripped the tape off and still has red marks on the back of his neck when he got home, even though it happened earlier that morning during the school period. So when the father said that he wanted to press charges against the teacher for assault, the officer told him that there was no criminal action that took place for him to arrest her, which is kind of crazy when you think about that, because this is child abuse. You can't do this. Like, how are you allowed to literally take things to child's faces? It, it, that doesn't work that like that. It, it, that's ridiculous. Now, the father had asked the office, uh, the officer at this time, because obviously the officer refused to face uh, do any charges or anything like that. The father asked the police officer, what would happen if the child put the tape on the teacher's face? And the officer said, 
Well, yeah, your son would actually be arrested in that situation. Like, so it's okay one way, but not the other way. I'm, I'm confused. You shouldn't be taping things to any child's face, folks. It's not just a matter of a mask or whatever. What we're talking about here is them forcing all of this to happen, keeping these kids from being able to breathe, uh, compromising their respiratory systems, all for what? All for what? A, a piece of cloth that we know doesn't even work all that well. You don't have to look far. I mean, it, it really is crazy to me. So when you look at this other story, the one that I just talked about, talking about the required vaccines for, uh, or that they're going to use to basically mandate it for kids that are in this age group, and yet they're still going to require them to be have the mask on. They're still going to have teachers taping masks to kids' faces. It's just ridiculous. You know, my, back in my day, when, when you refused to do something, teachers didn't just tape something to your face or, or tape your pants on or, you know, to give you a belt or something. That's not how this worked. <laughs> there was actual rules about what's going on. And right now, teachers of all time, I mean, are are under the biggest amount of scrutiny typically because they aren't allowed to really put their hands on kids for any reason typically uh, or to do anything else like that because of just the fact that every, all the parents have gotten, you know, way more aware of what's going on in these classrooms. And yet this teacher's allowed to get away with this no problem. By the way, teacher's black. Now, I don't know if that plays in. I don't know how much that plays into it, but it is something we need to take into consideration here. She's got all the Black Lives Matter stuff all over her Facebook profile. And guess what? The the kid was wearing one of the masks that many of us wear when we're forced to wear a mask that says it's not about safety, it's about control. The very true statement of that. So I'm assuming she probably saw that mask, got a bit triggered, and decided that she was just going to ruin this boy's life in this class all because she didn't like the fact that he was wearing the mask the way he was and the fact that it was clearly pointing out the ridiculousness of the mandates and the requirement in the first place. That's what it looks like to me at least. It's absolutely ridiculous. This is child abuse. If, if any of these situations would have been reversed, it would have resulted in that kid's arrest. So at the age of 13, by the way, not just some random punishment. So it's crazy to me that this teacher's getting away with this. She's not the only one. There's other teachers that are doing this. Absolutely insane. Ridiculous story. But speaking of masks, a surgeon is actually going to lose his job for telling the, the school board or just in his area that... Parents should be allowed to choose what they do with the mask. And so this is a guy that's in Minnesota. And he told the local school board that parents should have, uh, should be the ones to decide whether their children wear masks. And he was fired from his job as a result of this. That's, that's insane. Insane. I mean, this is just a crazy story to me. Because look how far they're reaching at this point to get rid of anybody that is even remotely against their tyranny. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, they're going to get rid of you no matter what's going on. So uh, he said at the school board meeting, and this is uh, based on what somebody kind of summarized him saying, uh, but he said, who does God put in charge of these kids? Their parents. God gave each one of these kids to their parents and they speak for them. They may be wrong. They may be dumb. They may be imperfect in their decisions, but it's still their responsibility. It's not yours. God gave it to them. Honor their wishes either side of the fence. And I love this statement. I really do because it's, it's so true. It is not the teacher's jobs to play parent. And, and, and I think a lot of this is because of the fact that many parents have allowed that to happen over the years. They've put them in school to basically have it be a, a not only a place to for them to babysit their child, but also for them, the teachers to basically do all of the moral teaching. 
So teachers have just taken advantage and just run with it. They That's what we're seeing with the CRT and everything else. And, and so as a result, when they say, hey, your kid's going to be required to wear a mask or required to have a vaccine, is because parents gave up their authority in the school system a long time ago. It was too easy to let it go and let someone else parent your child and raise them themselves. But he's talking about what God wants and what God obviously wants. You put, you know, these, your parents in charge that your child has to honor their parents with this part of the commandments. We know this, this is something that we see over and over and over again. And yet you have these other people out there that are saying, well, no, I have the right to tell your child what to do. And it's like, no, you don't. You simply do not have that right, especially when it comes down to how they medicate themselves or whether they decide to do something or decide not to do something as far as it goes for a vaccine. Shouldn't matter or wearing a mask. It doesn't matter. It's crazy that you see them pushing this down onto these parents, forcing them to try to make a or not even make a decision, but forcing them into the decision that the school board has made. Instead of actually trying to allow the parents to do their job, especially in the cases where they want to do that. Now, a little more than a week after he made these comments, he said he was told by his employer that his views were no longer congruent with that of Lake Region Healthcare. And then his superior said that he could either resign or be terminated. And in this case, as I've always said, wait for them to fire you. That's what he did. They fired him because he literally said parents should have the choice about the mask. That's it. He then said in a statement after the fact, he said, we live in America where freedoms are held close. I'm a man who believes individuals have the right to do their research, decide what is best for them and their children when it comes to their health. I don't believe governments or institutions should dictate that. Well, that's a great statement, but it's not what the mainstream uh, left believes. It's not what the media believes. It's not what the schools believe. They don't believe that you should have the, the, the ability to research and decide on your own decisions. <laughs> you give that to us. Let the, let the, the Democrat complex and, and, and every, and everyone else, the CDC in cahoots with the, uh, the, uh, CCP and everyone else, let, let them all kind of come together and decide what's best for your health. Okay. That's what we're going to basically do. It's insane just talking about it like that. That, but that's what they want for you to do. They they want you to fall in line. They don't want you to know about other resources, other types of medication. <laughs> Horses take that stuff. We hear it all the time. They'll do whatever it takes to discredit everything else that's going on. In reality, any sane person can say, you know what? If you want to do the vaccine, do that. That's for you. Go ahead. Not, not going to speak out against it, man. You do your thing. And then you want to do ivermectin, you want to do essential oils, you want to do this, you want to do that. Do your thing. Most people will have no problem with that because they're advocating for all different types of treatments, no matter what it is. Okay, but this is a profit driven train run by Pfizer and all of these companies. I mean, recently we've even seen reports where they're saying that you can basically mix the vaccines. In other words, take a shot of one and do a shot of another and, you know, kind of mix and match them basically, which tells me that they're not all that different. If you can mix and match all of this stuff, then what it probably is is that a lot of these companies have gotten together and said, hey, look, let's split the profits of the vaccines. Let's let's not compete with each other. Let's, uh, you know, have our our sections of the market. We're going to split the, the revenue behind this. And then we'll just keep releasing boosters forever. When will the boosters end? They never will. Never ending boosters equals never ending money 
for these companies to continue to do this. But like I said, this guy wasn't even speaking out against the vaccine. He was just saying that parents should have a choice to wear whether their children wear a mask in school or not. And he's literally lost his job because of it. That's where we're at in America right now. This doesn't look like America to me, but that's where we're at. So just by saying that statement, just advocating for the choice of parents on their child's own health is enough to get a surgeon fired from their job. That should scare everyone. All right, so Halloween is right around the corner. And of course, in regular fashion, you have several different companies that are trying to come out there and basically prove how woke they are. That's what this is all about. Meanwhile, uh, you can barely even get any of this particular candy in this example on the shelves. But, you know, they've got a woke ad out. So Twix is the newest one in line here. Check it out. Twix presents Bite Size Halloween. Hi. I'm your new nanny. I don't need a nanny. Well, your parents seem to think you do. What's your favorite color? Black. Other than black. Oh, um, charcoal. Why are you all dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. Can I help you? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Do you want to find out? You buckled? I'm still wearing my princess dress. Do you want to wear it? Girl, why are you wearing that? Dressing like this makes me feel good. Is that your nanny? She looks weird. You look weird, your nanny looks weird, you guys are both weird. No, we're just different. Boys don't wear dresses. Probably. Come on. All right. So if you're listening to this on the audio version, you can clearly see this this child. That's clearly a boy. He's got a boy's haircut, wearing a princess dress. Okay. And and if it wasn't enough for them to just show that to you, by the way, the the, the ad wants to pretend that you're an idiot as well by telling you that when the boy has a state that he's wearing a princess's dress in the commercial, right? This is the thing that always bugs me about not only this, but mainstream movies too, where they literally can't just leave well enough alone by just showing you something. It has to be that they need to point blank, tell you what things are. It's really crazy. But you have this kid flaunting around in this dress, wearing this dress for no reason, all all around the place, okay? And and this goth looking lady uh, that looks like she just I don't know waltzed out of Hot Topic, following this kid around because apparently his parents are gone or something, it makes no sense at all there. But at the end of the actual part of it, you hear the kids 
uh, making fun of the boy. Why are you wearing a princess dress? You look weird. She looks weird. All that stuff. And then the whoever this witch goth person is, I have no idea, uh, kind of comes in and, and starts, I don't know, conjuring up some kind of wind that basically blows these boys away, but you never see them get blown away. You just see them disintegrate, it looks like. I mean, they, they, one of the kids was wearing a cape, and all you see is the cape just fall to the ground, almost like she just killed them. I mean, what, did, did they die? I have no idea. But to me, it seems like it's advocating for violence against people that disagree with their opinion, which is ridiculous. I mean, th- first of all, this has nothing to do with candy, Halloween, or Twix. Like, I, I don't understand why we have to make our candy woke. Why can't we just do this? Obviously, it goes without saying, but no more Twix for me. Not that I was a massive uh, fan of them before, but I'm definitely not buying them now. All they're going to do is just turn people away from their product. I don't understand who was against Twix before that saw this commercial and was like, yeah, I'm going to go get some Twix now. It doesn't matter who you are. This is a ridiculous commercial. But what they're actually trying to do here is they're trying to confuse people. They're trying to groom the next generation. That's what this is about. They are so mad that kids are going to go to the store, your Walmart, your other Halloween costume store, and and see costumes that are literally uh, separated by boys and girls. That drives them crazy. They can't stand that. So because of that, or as a result of that, what they do is they run these ads, they run other things similar to this to try and basically get rid of that. But they're doing it through these ridiculous advertisements that I don't think are going to convince anybody. No, Nobody's going to be convinced by this. It's gotten absolutely insane. The thing is that they want your children, they're coming for your children, they've been coming for your children more than anything else. They desire to, to basically mold their mind to their ideology. We see it not only just in commercials. I mean, we see it all over the place. And it really, in a way, this commercial by itself has two forms of child abuse. Not only where you have this boy wearing the dress, but also where you have at the very end where the child, I'm assuming, is killed or destroyed or something by this witch, goth person, whatever that is. So um, it's transgender propaganda. That's what this is. And it's become more pervasive in corporate marketing not just here, but in the past as well. If you recall, back in 2019, Gillette featured a, an ad with a dad teaching his daughter, who believes she's a boy, how to shave her face. Not, I mean, th- these are something you would see out of the Babylon Bee, but these are real. In 2017, Dove unveiled a new campaign titled Real Moms, in which a man is numbered amongst the others. The actual women. And it was some person that was a male to female, trans transgender person. That's where we're at right now. So no more tweaks for me, but I'm tired of seeing these these insanely woke advertisements that for some reason they think is actually going to change somebody's mind. It's not changing anyone's mind. It, it really isn't. All you're doing is alienating 50% of the people that probably would have bought your candy this, this season. So we have to stand up against companies like this because this is what they're pushing. But just watch how many things come out. I guarantee you during Christmas is going to be very similar to where they're trying to confuse children, trying to get them on board with their ideology. There's a story I'm covering a little bit later that's going to show you the result, a little bit of the result of why, of what their kind of what their efforts have basically gotten them. Because it isn't just young kids; it's older kids too that are also being affected by this. So, on a side note, Tucker Carlson, many of you know, host on Fox, 
is actually going to be releasing a January 6th documentary very soon. Uh, the actual release date on this is going to be November 1st, and this is going to be all about exposing January 6th for what it really was, what actually took place there. The domestic war on terror is here, is coming after of the country. The helicopters have left Afghanistan, and now they've landed here at home. And the left is hunting the right, sticking them in Guantanamo Bay for American citizens, leaving them there to rot. We are dealing with an insurgency in the United States. Terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland. I've been told that I'm a white nationalist. Me. FBI, throw your hands up. They've begun to fight a new enemy in a new war on terror. Not Al-Qaeda, white supremacy. False flags have happened in this country. One of which may have been January 6th. His truth is marching on. You can have all the left, left-wing people on Twitter lose their minds over this, by the way. They're going to pretend like they don't care, but they do. They really do. And um, they're going to lose their minds about this whole thing. They're going to pretend like, oh, it was this terrorist and white supremacy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's not what's going to happen. Because the documentary is going to show the people that were heading up the Stop the Steal movement, which were, by the way, not even white. So you would think that would kind of be important if you're going to call the movement white supremacist, but whatever. Um, there's going to be a lot in there, I think. Uh, probably a lot even detailing the, the shooting of Ashley Babbitt and uh, the guy that did that and actually exposing... And, and giving the, the their family a platform for this to actually put this out there in this story so people will know what actually took place there. To me, this is far more useful than any ridiculous commission headed up by Nancy Pelosi where they can just have an excuse to say whatever they want, bring up whoever is willing to say and lie right into the face of the camera and everyone else there. This will give another side of the story, uh, the, the actual true side of the story. Instead of the one that's being being spun by mainstream media right now. So it would have been nice if it came out a lot sooner. But either way, this is still going to be something to look forward to. So I'll definitely be checking that out. Probably going to be covering that as well. Uh, make sure to check that out as well. It will be airing on Fox News. This episode's TikTok liberal is the first male homecoming queen. Here with us tonight, the homecoming is the Bruin Bear. Your 2021 homecoming queen, Zachary Wilmer. All right, so if you're listening to this on the audio, you have this this guy that's dressed up almost, I mean, it looks like a, I don't even think this is actually somebody that's trying to be trans or anything like that because they still very much look like a dude, like it's pretty obvious, but they're wearing this, this dress and they've got the hair all done like some really, like almost like James Charles, some like really gay kind of guy in this dress and 
they announce that he wins the homecoming queen and all of these people just start screaming and cheering this dude on when I don't even understand why they're doing that. The thing is that this is another situation where liberals involved. I, I don't think they really in, intended to do this, but inadvertently they're basically saying, Hey, look, you know, men are better at being women than women are being women. I mean, that, that couldn't be more obvious here because at a, at a certain point, you have to wonder, why is it that the left's goal is to try to get men to replace the spots where women used to be? This isn't cool. This isn't fashionable. This isn't something that's progressive. This is a step way back because what you're doing is you're literally making women disappear. You're saying, women, you don't matter. All those platforms and places where you were, uh, maybe your safe kind of places where your pageants, your, your homecoming queen, the things that many women aspire to, that's been taken over by men. The sports you like, oh, <laughs> the men are the star players on this team. Everything that women are doing has been basically destroyed or is in the process of being destroyed by men. And the left is cheering it on. It's no wonder to me why they keep calling women birthing people. Because they're trying to get rid of the 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 actual meaning of what it is to be a woman. Womanhood is under attack in America. It's an obvious thing that's been happening for years. They're trying to do this over and over again. So that's why I'm not cheering this on. But, you know, the thing is that they are working as hard as possible to blot out any mention of, of, of being a female, what it is meant to be a female. They're trying to get rid of that at all times. But what disturbs me most about this entire video is the fact that you have these kids in the background screaming and cheering this mess on. I, I said that there was going to be a story where I talked about this earlier in the show, and this is it. This is what happens when you have kids that are conditioned to think that this mess right here is cool. That this is the, the hip thing to do. To have all of this uh, the, these men take over the roles from what women had and call it progressive. And cheer this guy on to take the place of what would have been a woman. He had to beat women to be here, by the way. And, and that's where we're at. Now, I want to know who in the world voted for this. I have no idea who they used to do this. It probably wouldn't have even mattered because people would have just done it anyways. Because progressive, right? That's all this is about. But these kids, this is the product of that. This is why we can't let kids continue to go along with the mess that's being spewed out by these teachers, by the liberal school boards and everything else like that. Because it leads just to students, by the time they get into high school and college, they think this crap's cool. And it's not cool. And, and if you stand against it, if you're a kid that's a Christian or whatever, and you're against this kind of stuff, you're called a bigot. You're, you're the one that's being discriminated against all of a sudden. The school probably is going to punish you as a result of it. They've done it before. When we saw the hypocrisy with BLM, I mean, you could you could hang up BLM posters all day, and but you hang up anything else saying all lives matter, and they would take it down. Because they called that political, but they didn't think BLM was political. Guys, this right here is political. They don't believe that, but it is. It's a political message to tell you that men are taking over the place of women. And that women are no longer welcome in the same places where they used to be. That men are going to be better at it, so let them win, call it progressive, and shut up. And just continue to be birthing people. That's what they're doing here. But how many of these students also do this, conform to this, cheer this stuff on, just to fit in? Kids have always done things to fit in with the crowd. So if they're being called a bigot for not agreeing, 
Many of them are probably just going to go along with it and cheer it right along because they don't know any better. We're in for a rude awakening in the next five to ten years. I can promise you that. Because all of this, all the fruits of the left's labor of getting the children young, early, started in this progressive stuff is going to start resulting in people that are voting this way, that are growing up this way, thinking that the world is entitled to them. And they're in for a rude awakening too when they realize that the world doesn't care about their whatever their things are, their pronouns, their specific this and that. But that's what we're seeing right now. This is what happens when they push an ideology so early on. This is why we need to take back our schools. It's why we need to get back control of common sense in America in the public school system. Making sure that parents are actually educating their children and not the teachers. Specifically when it comes down to their uh, morality their religious behavior, any of that stuff. I remember when it was just the colleges that were the ones that were trying to push this progressive ideology. But notice how there's been a trickle-down effect. Then it was the high schools. Then it was the middle schools. Now we see kids all the way down to kindergarten being taught things about BLM, racial equality, and not the equality you think. We're talking about racial equity. That's what they're being taught right now. So we must take back our schools or we've lost the next generation entirely. That's what this rides on right now. And this is a perfect example of how far we've gone. So with that being said, that's all I have for you on this episode. I thank you for watching or listening to this one. Make sure that you leave a review. If you're listening to this on Apple podcast as well, and remember to check out to a jerky as well as they do help support the show. I'm William Hall. And this is the William Hall show.